You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey guys, and welcome to the bonus series of the Social Hub podcast. In case you didn't know, I have a really cool online community, the Social Media 101 Society over on Facebook. And inside that group, I interview some amazing women in business every month on various topics of business, life, and marketing to help that community. And I do not want my podcast peeps to miss out on this action. So I have decided that I will be sharing some of these interviews in some bonus episodes for you. Now, this means a couple of things. One, that you're going to get some extra amazing eps in your ears. Woohoo! And two, that I need to give you a little disclaimer that these are the audio from a live stream video. So while the audio has been repurposed, it sounds like a live stream, complete with me reading out questions from people, saying hello as they drop in and engaging with those who were present. Now, I could edit all of that out, but I think it adds to the fun and the feel of the process and also gives you a taste for how I run my free training and interviews in the group. So I have left it all in because, well... It's also way too much work to try and edit it all out and it's really good content. This week's bonus episode is an interview that I did with Sally Watson, career coach, on how to create a resume that stands out and gets noticed. See, when COVID happened, I knew that people were going to be needing to spruce up their resumes. And Sally is not just a friend but a client of mine who does this for a living as well as coaching people on how to get hired for the job they want. So who else to share some timely content that could help so many? Now, I've chosen to put this bonus episode in the podcast as I feel that there are lots of people who, not just in a time like now with COVID, with people being laid off and having to zhuzh up their resumes and, you know, go out and potentially apply for new jobs, but there are also people in business every single day that have their business as a side hustle and still have to work part-time or even full-time while they're building their businesses. So why not have the best fucking day job around in that process? Plus, us business owners get shy when sharing what we do in the world of business on a resume. We sometimes don't know how to translate all the wonderful skills that we've learned as a business owner over into something that's usually used to get a PAYG job. So we cover off some of that really practical advice in there as well, which is pertinent to my audience as business owners. So without further ado, here is the live with Sally. And over on the show notes for today's episode is the video recording with the slides and also the links to connect with Sally further. You can find them at www.thesocialhubau.com forward slash bonus two. And that's bonus two spelt with letters, not numbers. And you can join the Facebook group over at the Social Media 101 Society on Facebook. And the link is also in the show notes as well. All right, we're recording. So, hey, everyone, welcome today. 
Um, I'm really excited to get this info out to you and introduce you to Sally. Some of you already know Sally, but some of you don't already know Sally. Um, Sally is a friend and a client of mine and she owns Sally Watson Career Coach. I'll let her explain what she does more in detail in a sec. But given um, everything that's happening in the world at the moment, so many people are now forced into a position where they need to update their resume um, and, you know, that is real. And um, for some people who haven't done it for quite some time, like I know I left a 17-year career and then started my own business. If I had to write my own resume again, I would definitely have to enlist Sally's help 110%. Um, so Sal had a free training that she delivered to her audience not that long ago. It was like probably the end of last year sometime, yeah. wasn't it, Sal? And um, yeah. she helps people... Um, you know, refresh their own resumes and has also released an online course and tutorials to help people do it as well. So I said, can you just jump on and share that training with everyone in this group? And she was happy to do so. So um, Sal, do you just want to introduce yourself and what you do? And then we'll get stuck into your presentation. I guess the main thing is guys, as you're jumping in, we are streaming this from Zoom. So um, Sally and I have both got the comments on our phone. Um, but as we're going through we can't see the comments on Zoom. So I've got it on the phone. Sally's got it on her phone. If you've got any questions um, during the presentation, pop them in the comments. I'll keep checking them. Sal will check them um, periodically as well. And then at the end, we can have a bit more of a Q and A. Um, yeah, so Sal, just do a little intro and then we'll get stuck in. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be here. So thanks for having, having me and thanks for tuning in. Um, so I am a career coach, um, a career and mindset coach. Um, so my background is I've got 10 years experience in recruitment in both internal and agency recruitment um, and recruiting across all um, fields in the corporate world and, um, and other spaces as well. So I am also a life coach, which is where I've merged the recruitment and the life coaching to become a career coach. Um, so I have been running my business for four years now, which really started off on purely um, helping people with their resumes um, and other areas as well, so LinkedIn, interview coaching, etc. And then the last two years I've been doing the, the career coaching for people that are really looking for a change in their career and sort of uncovering their passions and helping them to create those goals and those plans. Um, so that's a bit about me. Happy to answer any more questions at the end and specific questions to resumes that you guys might have. Feel free to um, pop them in the comments. Um, but this webinar that I delivered is um, mostly on tips to helping your resume stand out, which I think is really um, important in this market to be, you know, it is going to be highly competitive for any roles that are being advertised. Um, so just wanted to really share some solid tips on how you can stand out and give yourself that competitive edge. Cool. Awesome. So um, Sally's got some slides which she's going to share. So um, if you want to share yeah. those, Sal, we'll get started and just listen in and ask any questions along the way, girls. Yeah. Cool. So can you see that? Yep, I can. I'll just, there is a lag on Zoom. So let me just make sure. Okay. Yep. It's on Facebook. I can see it now. Perfect. Oh, cool, cool. Yep. I can see that on my phone. Awesome. So I'm just looking at my other screen if I'm kind of looking <laughs> away um, so that I can just follow along on the slides. But yeah, so this is a free um, resume masterclass. I did run it last year and then just ran one last night for my audience as well. Um, okay. So 
tips to standing out. So why do we want to stand out um, and why am I doing this? So your resume is really one of the first steps to you landing your ideal job. Some postings, you know, even prior coronavirus could be receiving up to 200 applicants. So um, to be able to stand out in an applicant pool that, that large, you do want to have an impressive resume. So first impressions really count. We all know that, you know, people have a first impression when you first meet someone in that first 10 seconds and that's the exact same thing as your resume. They will have that first impression in that first 6 to 10 seconds. Um, so as I've mentioned there, recruiters only spend, you know, six to 6 to 10 seconds assessing your resume when they're first screening and that's to make that decision if they're going to read more or if they're going to say no and move on to the next one. So it really is about that first impression. So what this training will teach you is what it is that makes your resume stand out. Um, it will teach you some, you know, secret tips from a trusted source and professional in this field. Um, and I will be giving you a method that you can fast-track your resume overhaul without the frustration or overwhelm needing to be a pro at writing. And it will also teach you to get excited about job searching. So I think, you know, finding a, a job that you love is meant to be fun. Um, so I've just got a couple of testimonials in here. I won't go through all of them. I'll just sort of quickly read over a couple of them. So Renee, she had come back to us um, twice over the last couple of years. So she said Sally and her team assisted me with resume and cover letter, um, providing comprehensive service, and they are your go-to for career advice and assistance. Um, Danielle just had two interviews within days of each other and she hadn't had an interview in about four months until she got up to help her with her CV and then she all of a sudden got two um, interviews within a couple of days. And Stephanie hadn't updated her resume for 10 years, so someone would, that would be like you, Stace, that hasn't done it forever. Um, so she was just really dreading that task. And after we helped her, she was able to apply for a job and get a promotion. Um, so I won't go too much into about me because I already covered that off at the start and that's pretty much, you know, what, what I talked through. So my mission um, for my business is to equip professionals with the tools, clarity and confidence to achieve fulfilment in their careers. So the reason why I do what I do is I just believe that, um, you know, if you're spending 40 hours a week at a job, you really want to be enjoying it and getting that fulfilment out of it rather than whinging and complaining about your job and, and hating Mondays. So, um, so so many of our clients that, that come to us, they really feel that burden of having to write and update their resume and trying to remember through everything that they've done. It's like sometimes like squeezing your brain, trying to think, what did I do five years ago? Or, you know, what did I even do last week? So uh, they feel that burden and, and really also with coming up with key achievements. That's one area that um, a lot of, our clients, they just don't have any key achievements on their resume and they don't feel that they've done anything worthy of a key achievement. But after we have a conversation with them, we're able to uncover what some of those are. Um, and they also feel that, you know, that, that they can't write it professionally and they're um, feeling that burden of, being, of having to tailor it for every job that they're applying for. And another thing is people really... Um, have that concern around selling themselves. I think that's one of the most common phrases I hear from clients is I can't sell myself. So I know that's definitely a, a cultural thing for us in Australia as well. So by understanding what it is that works to make a resume get noticed, we have been able to help over 500 people over the last couple of years in our business to get clear on the job that they want, 
identify their transferable skills, um, been able to help them get more interviews and speed up their job searching process. We're able to help them feel confident and excited in their job search, uncover key achievements, which I mentioned, and basically get hired, which is the ultimate goal. But the best part is, is, you know, you don't have to be a pro at writing or a slick salesperson to be able to create a standout resume. I do not profess to be a pro writer or a grammar expert, but I do know what works from my experience and, and what doesn't. And I do know what recruiters and hiring managers are looking for. The most simple and professional templates, worksheets and guidelines have helped hundreds of professionals to feel confident in their job search. Um, so this is just, you know, I'm not sure if any of you guys can relate to confused, uncapable Catherine um, that's saying, I don't know what to write and I can't sell myself. Um, she's complaining that she wants a new job, yet she's procrastinating the steps to take. She's confused by all, the, all of the conflicting advice and information available. And I've had that just this week with um, a, a lead coming to me and saying, you know, she's done a resume, she's sent it out to a couple of friends and team members and everyone's telling her something different. So she was just so overwhelmed and didn't know what advice to take. So I'm sure we can all relate to that in some form. You know, everyone seems to have an opinion or think they're an expert at some certain topics. Um, so, you know, it might be this confused Catherine might be um, applying to lower level jobs or jobs that she just doesn't really want. Um, or not feeling confident in her ability to produce the, you know, the high standard of application that she wants to, wants to produce and submit. But once people have worked with us, we tend to notice that their confidence does improve. And, you know, this quote here, I've, I've had, um, had probably two or three people say to me actually and they've written back and said, I sound so great on paper that even I want to hire myself. Um, so that's quite nice and they're even so impressed with, you know, that impressed with themselves and they feel that confident. So confident and capable Catherine. She's excited to be networking and searching for a job that she loves. She's really clear on her transferable and relevant skills. She's motivated. She's confident and she's proud of, you know, the resume and cover letter that she is submitting. Okay, so... What I'm going to do now is I'm going to be teaching you guys what it is that makes a, a standout resume so that you can get excited for job searching, so that you can get callbacks and interview requests and ultimately land a new job if that's um, what you're after. Okay, so feel free to ask some questions, guys, as we're going. Um, I am kind of just keeping an eye on the phone as well. So as I go through these tips, um, you may have some specific questions. And, you know, I'm, I don't cover absolutely everything um, about how to create a resume. So if you've got some questions that you'd just like some um, confirmation on, just feel free to ask in the comments as well. But these are my five tips to your resume standing out. And then we'll go through each of these in detail. So number one is to keep it simple. Number two is to have relevant content and, and be maximising your prime real estate. Number three is around your job titles, um, being similar to news headlines. Number four is having clear tenure and company details. And number five, key achievements that I've touched on. So I'll go into those in a, in a little bit more detail. Hey, Victoria, I see you just jumped on. Glad you could make it. Um, so tip one is keep it simple, sweetheart. Um, so, look, a lot of people automatically think that if I'm going to stand out, 
in a pile of 200, 300 applications that I need this fancy, high-tech, graphically designed CV. However, I believe, and it's not just me, I've surveyed a lot of recruiters, um, that, you know, just keep the look and feel simple. Um, so sometimes people are surprised with that because they think, oh, just jump on Canva and get one of these fancy CVs. But they're really just distracting because when a recruiter or a hiring manager is flicking through a high volume of CVs, they just want to find the information that they need and not be bamboozled and, and, and not able to find that. Um, so there are some specific industries that this rule can be exempt from. Um, I know... I know some smaller companies in sort of events and marketing will want to graphically design CV, but once you're applying to bigger companies, I've helped so many marketing professionals and just simple designs that even really works for them. Um, so keep it, keep the look and feel really simple. Use a clean and crisp and professional design. Um, obviously, include your contact details clearly at the top, which so many people get that wrong, you wouldn't believe and be consistent with your format. So all the way through, you just want everything nice and consistent. So I am going to show you um, an example of a template um, that, I, that I use on the next slide. So this is an example. Um, so as you can see, you know, there's no colour. It's just black and white. It's really simple, but everything is just really consistent um, and clean. And, and, you know, I think it's really professional looking. So we've got a professional summary here. We've got a key skill snapshot that's going to be directly relating, you know, their skills to the job they're applying for. We've got the company. This person held a couple of roles in the company, so that's why we've done an overarching company. And then the, the next position was on the page too. We've got responsibilities and achievements and contact details clearly at the top and then reiterating phone number that's going to be on every page as well. So it's simple. It's clean and crisp visually. It's consistent. The professional tone of voice, enough white space, it's not congested or overcrowded. Um, so that's just an example. So, um, yeah, happy to take any questions further on that. Um, tip two is relevant content and maximising prime real estate. So the first page is really your prime real estate. The reader will be looking at what's in it for me and I learned the WIFM from you, Stace, in your, in your um, marketing because it's, it's so relevant as well. You know, your resume, you're marketing yourself, marketing yourself to a potential employer. And, you know, I know as much as you may not believe that all of us as humans are pretty self-absorbed and we just want to know what's in it for me, you know. Um, so even on this resume um, masterclass today, I'm sure you would have only been jumping on here if you knew you were going to get something out of it that you need right now. So there'd be plenty of people that would have just skipped past this because it's not relevant. There's nothing in it for them. You've got to think of who is going to be reading your resume and what do they want out of it, you know, and what they typically want is to see some relevant skills for the job that they're hiring for. Um, so you need to have relevant content on that first page, something that is of interest to the to the reader. At this point in time, when you're sending a resume, you are just a piece of paper to them. So in all honesty, they don't care about you. You're a piece of paper, no. So until you meet someone, that's when you start to get to know that there's a human behind there. Um, so having clear... Um, Career objectives, they're really a thing of the past where you used to include an objective at the top of your resume and say, you know, I'm wanting to get a, you know, my career goal is to get a job in marketing for a, you know, awesome company. 
Um, that was just an example. But, you know, that's all about you and about what you want. Um, whereas a professional summary that we include is, um, you know, demonstrating the skills you have that are going to be relevant for the role that you're applying for. So I'll just flip back to that template. We've got a professional summary here instead of a career objective. We're touching on, you know, a business development manager. We've got industry experience. So, you know, depending on the role that they're applying for, um, you can tweak that to, to, you know, ensure that there's some relevancy. Um, so using clear and concise language on this first page, it's not an autobiography, you don't have to talk about your whole career life, um, and including that key skill snapshot to demonstrate your hard skills. So I really recommend um, on that key skills here to be hard skills and you can have soft skills in, in your professional summary. So the difference between hard and soft skills, hard skills is something that you've learnt, um, it's something sort of technical or really kind of what you know, whereas soft skills are more your behaviours and how you act. So sometimes more things like your strengths. Um, cool. Okay, just checking with the comments, but Stace is all over it. Tip number three, job titles are like news headlines. Um, so if you were to think, I'll refer to the newspaper first and then we'll, I'll refer to social media that's more relevant. But if you were to think in the old days of looking through a newspaper, looking through... The job, the headline is going to capture your attention and you're going to determine if you're going to read more or not from that headline. So this is where you need to think of your job titles like news headlines. Um, they're to capture your attention, the reader's attention, and they'll determine if that's relevant to them and they want to read more or if it's not relevant, they're just not going to read the news article. So if you think to social media, everyone is scanning, skim reading, you know, the same as your resume. No one's going to read that res every word on that resume. In that first instance, they may read it, you know, when they're going to meet you for an interview, but in that first instance, they're just going to skim through that. Um, so it's about, it's not about lying and changing your job title, but a lot of companies may have some weird job titles and even the depart another department in the company doesn't even know what that job title is. I've worked in companies like that. So it's about, um, you know, researching the market online or offline. Offline is like asking people. Um, researching the market and knowing what is your role best known as in the market um, to help you tailor um, that job title. So, for an example, a client I'm working with this week um, is working for an airline and they're clearly not applying for another airline in this market, so they're applying for another industry and their job title was flight manager and they, like, you know, managed um, their flight attendants for international flights. So their job title was flight manager. So I said... How about we change that because no one's, people are going to, if you're applying for a bank or an insurance company, they're going to see flight manager. They're just going to think that is not relevant. But really what this person was doing was customer service and operations. So, you know, we talked about changing that to customer service manager or operations manager depending on the role that they were applying for. And that does actually reflect what this person was doing in their role. And then, you know, I reiterated to this person, if you are applying to airlines in a few months' time, then change it back to flight manager. So it's about making those tweaks. Does that make sense? If you've got any questions to do, let me know. So tip four is about having clear tenure and company details. Um, so again, the company details, which I'll just go to this point three, is also part of your headline with your job title. So your company name can stand out just as much as your job title, especially if it's a well-known company. 
and that can capture their attention like that headline to want to read the article, which is your responsibility as an overview of your role. Um, so that's really important as well, your, your company details. But then also showing the months and the year that you started and finished. So rather than just saying 2017 to 2018, you're saying July 2017 to um, July 2018. And they can clearly see that you're in that role for one year. If you just had 2017 to 2018, that could be two months, could be one year or could be two years depending on what month. Um, so, look, if you can't remember 10 years ago, the months, like I normally say as close as guess is as good as guess, but if you're really not comfortable with having a bit of a stab in the dark, you can just use the years. But definitely for recent roles, you need to be showing the months because otherwise recruiters are trained to look for gaps in your CV and to, to look for holes. And if you're being vague, that's the first sign of, okay, something doesn't add up here, I'm gonna, if I'm a recruiter, I'm going to probe more and try and catch you out. Whereas if you're just really confident, yep, these are, you know, if you're showing the month, they, they don't have any need to question that. If you do have gaps in your CV, then, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But my advice on that is just own it. It's all in the messaging. It's all in how you communicate those gaps. Like if you've had time off, like, and you, that's been your choice, then own it, you know, it's your life. Um, and we all make our own choices. So just being confident, being able to communicate that. And also having these clear months um, and years, these clear dates allows the reader to scan read that so quickly because, again, remember the scan reading. So if they can just go, oh, yeah, that role, two years, that role, five years, that role, ten years, that just helps in them looking at your career timeline, which is what they're looking at on your resume. So that just helps to be able to scan read. The tip number five to standing out is having key achievements. Um, so rather than just listing your responsibilities, um, your responsibilities, if you think of your position description in the job, that's what you're hired to do. So that's your responsibilities. And then your key achievements are when you've gone above and beyond what your actual job is. Um, so they're typically, you know, where you've made an impact to the role, you've made an impact to the team or the company, something that you may have improved or a project that you've worked on. Um, or, you know, just a really great outcome um, that, that you've had. So the tangible, um, you know, it's something that's providing evidence of how you've made this impact and it demonstrates an outcome that you've achieved. So this really helps to set, set you apart from other people by showing the value that you can bring and contribute rather than just what you're hired to do. Okay. Are there any questions at this point? I'd be happy to um, answer any other, um, any questions on those five tips to standing out or any questions, other questions you may have about resumes? Um, I, I have a question which I was just going to type. Yeah. I thought I'll just ask because I think some people may be thinking this while we're going through it because um, there might be some people out there that are actually applying for, I was just typing it so I'm actually deleting the typing now, but <laughs> um, might have been, like working in their business full time and now want to maybe try and apply for a job to supplement their income in the downturn. Um, so have you got some tips on translating what they've done in their business into a resume? Yeah. Cause I think that's a bit of a challenge. I've had, I've had a lot of people come to me, not just recently, but over, you know, the time that I've been running my business, a lot of people that have worked in business and it might be a side hustle or they're just needing to get some work. And 
the one common theme that I notice so much is how much people undersell themselves of running their business and all the duties and all the hats that they do wear. Um, like I run my own business, so I have a pretty good insight into every hat that you need to wear, you know, like managing your numbers and your book work, doing your own marketing, doing the actual craft or whatever it is that you do in your business. Like, you know, there's so much that you can include in running your own business. So don't underestimate that. Um, you know, really thoroughly think about everything that you do over the course of the week and over the course of the month and just brain dump that down and then try and categorise it and, you know, group them together um, to get a really good overview. But that would be my my tip is to just really, um, you know, give a lot of detail into what you've been doing in your business and don't undersell that because it's such a varied role running your own business. Yeah, cool. Is that answer what you're asking? Yeah, I think I think just sometimes people may translate their resume back to a paye job that they've had in the past and overlook all the things like you've yeah. said they've done in their business during this time. Yeah. Um, so, and there's a lot of value there for employers oh. in the things that we do every day as solo business owners. Absolutely, those of you that have staff and are managing staff, they're amazing skills to share with an employer yeah. that you've hired. Uh, managed, paid staff, trained staff, upskilled yeah. staff, even if they're contractors, you're still engaging those people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such um, a variety of skills that you get running your business. So I've even had people come to me and they're like, oh, don't even put it on their resume. I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, oh, that was just my own business or they feel it wasn't very successful. Yeah. Um, or they might feel, oh, I wasn't really earning you know, that much from it. So I'm not, and I'm like, no one needs to know what you're earning or how successful it's about what skills you're doing in that period of time that's so valuable and so, you know, can transfer to another um, industry. And, you know, what I would, some advice I would give if you're, depending on the role that you're applying for, you can, you know, you could go to town on your customer service skills from running your business if you're applying to a customer service role. You could go to town on your admin skills and think about the order that you're putting your dot points and put, you know, if you're going for an admin role, put your admin dot points at the top so that they're the first things that they see. If you're going for customer service, you know, have them as your first two dot points. Um, so really it's about relating it to the role that you're going for. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Thank you. So um, just a couple of other testimonials. They are some people that have worked with us. Um, so Rachel got a job offer and... Um, I just love this one because she said the interview process that she went through, each interviewer commented on how well her resume was presented. So that's, you know, a total win because really we're wanting to impress them, you know, um, that, you know to get to an interview stage. That's who the feedback is for. And the, the same with this one. This was just like two weeks ago. We had from Michelle, um, and I'll just recap on this little part. Feedback about my resume has been amazing. Employers noted that it was easy to read and stood out from the crowd of 200 to 300 applications. One employer rang me straight away for an interview. He said my resume just jumped out at him from the pile. Um, so see, like that was a plain resume, you know, but it jumped out to someone because they've clearly seen what they're looking for and it hasn't bamboozled or confused them. And then same with, with Chris, he applied for five weeks and had three positive responses. Prior to working with us, he didn't have this, such luck um, and he felt that it helped him to get the competitive edge. 
Um, so just recapping on what we've covered is, um, you know, knowing what makes a great resume can get your application noticed and get the reader wanting to call you. It can help you feel confident and proud of your high-quality resume cover letter, which will in turn get you excited about job searching. So some of the things that I haven't covered is exactly how to discover your ideal job, if that's what you're having trouble with, um, how to tailor your resume. Um, so in the course that I offer, as Stacey mentioned, I really break that down and give you an example. I've got sort of a job ad and I give you an example of a resume specific for that job ad and how that's tailored. Um, I also talk about some the mindset that you need to have as a job seeker, what to actually write and how to write that. How, you know, those questions that I've asked my clients have come up with the key achievements. We go through that to really help you uncover those. Um, obviously, we go through education section. We go through example templates that work. I have given you a snapshot of those and, and um, cover letters as well. Um, so in the course that I've just launched last week, it's called Create Your Own Resume That Actually Gets Noticed. So it is a resume and cover letter. Um, so it's... It's teaching you how to create your own resume and how to create your own cover letter so that you can get hired for the job that you want. So it is just a mini course. Like, you know, some people could probably snatch it out in one night or you could spread it out over a week. That's um, just giving you the exact steps, the best templates, how-to guides, like video guides to creating that standout resume and cover letter. Um, so I've basically compiled all of the strategies that I have learnt in my um, you know, last 12, 13 years that I've been sort of working in this space, everything that I've learned to create winning applications. So I just get all of my secrets out so that you don't have any more um, frustrations, so that you can really gain the knowledge and tools of what works when it comes to resumes and cover letters and really feel confident knowing that you look good on paper um, and that you can land the job that you want. Um, so, look, I'm more than happy if uh, people have just gotten some value out of this to create their own resume, you know, go for it. Like, I'd love to be helping people in this time of need. But if you do feel like you're wanting some more support or you're wanting some help from me and my team, we do have some options. So, we've got the mini course of that four modules that you can purchase that will be and that gives you the online program, so that's unlimited lifetime access. So it might, you might just need a stopgap resume now and then if you're looking in six months, 12 months time, you can revisit that course, you've got lifetime access. So um, for that price to have lifetime access, you know, I, I think that's really good, um, and especially going through some mindset stuff and getting those worksheets on defining your ideal role as well. You get access to our online private Facebook group, the career community. You get the templates, you get the resources, and ultimately you're getting lifelong skills because these are lifelong skills that you're needing to, you know, over and over again. Um, so another option is the career course, the sorry, the mini course plus some career coaching sessions. So send through the links that you can have a look at these further, um, and then. The, that what we've been doing the last four years in the business is we've been writing people's resumes for them. So that's an option as well of our team doing it for you. If you are feeling that you need that extra assistance, um, then I've currently got a team of three, including myself, where we do a consultation, we get everything we need and, and we write your resume for you. Um, so that's everything for me. So if you've got any questions, more than happy, I can come back to this um, group and, and jump on the comments and, and have a look through. Um, but yeah, if there's any questions now, more than happy to have a chat.
um, clarify any if you've got any um, specific conflicting information that you hear about resumes that you're wanting to know, more than happy to answer those as well. Cool. Um, if you just want to stop your share and we'll have a little chat with everyone. That's that was so good. Like I even I got so much out of that. Like even though I've got no intention of applying for another job, like um, I got so much out of that myself. I I don't know about you guys, but some of the things I took away was like it doesn't have to look graphically amazing. Mm. Like that the simple ones were the ones that really stood out. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you're to do a graphically designed, there's a few more reasons for that. Is one, it might be your taste, and you don't know what the hiring manager's taste is going to be. So, you know, that's the same reason as why you don't include photos on your resume is because people have an unconscious bias to hire people that look like themselves, look like them. So you don't know who's reading that, like if they're going to look like you or not. And it's not, it shouldn't really be about what you look like. They're wanting to know what skills you've got. That's um, interesting because Pippa just said, what are your thoughts on including an image? So you, oh, reckon, good. No, you reckon no image? <laughs> no. Yeah. That's what social media is for. Um, that's what LinkedIn's for. Um, yeah. Having absolutely need to have a photo on your LinkedIn profile and look nine times out of ten, depending on what field you're in, if you reply, they're going to jump on LinkedIn and check you out anyway. Um, so, yeah, having a photo on, on social media but, yeah, not on your resume. Yeah. So another reason for the no graphically designed in the resumes um, can be a lot of the Larger companies use the ATS system, applicant tracking system, and it just doesn't come through the other end very nicely on there because it kind of just pulls all the content through yeah. to look at. So you don't know. Yeah, and having any tables or graphics can go a little bit skewed as well. Um, so that's one reason, but that's not the only reason. You know, that's not the only reason. And what about people, I don't know, there might be people out there listening, I know from people I've spoken to in the group that are the same, like someone like me that's come from 17 years, 16 years in an industry like finance, um, I've had my own business and if I was to then go and apply for something else, um, would you recommend putting that 16 years under one company banner and then listing all the jobs you did or do you list yeah. separately? yeah. Yeah, so look, if you don't, if they're just different companies, I'd have your dates, your job title, your company, and then you go on to the next one. But if you've got um, one company in many roles, I'd have an overarching date so that you can show the longevity of that 16 years in that company and then you have the company name, a two-line company summary, and then you detail each job underneath and include those dates as well because people want to see your um, progression. You know, through I think that's much more important than grouping it all together because I would just think spending the same role for seventeen years, did you not to move around? Yeah. You know, you want to see how you progress and those variety of skills that you've got. Yeah, because I, you know, people like that. Oftentimes, if you've come from a large company, you've done multiple roles, so it's important to, yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lauren said, "What about date of birth and age?" And Bell said, "Is schooling relevant?" Yeah. So date of birth, age, absolutely not. So we don't don't include any discriminatory information. So again, photo can be discriminated against. Age can be discriminated against. Marital status, sex, you know, all of that. No, it doesn't matter. They don't care. They shouldn't care. They're not allowed to care. They don't give. You know, it's it's irrelevant. Interesting. So, 
the name. <laughs> like, so they're not getting... Isn't that, isn't that funny? Like I've seen resumes before, like, cause I used to hire when I was in the bank and people would put these little blurbs about themselves. I'm a mum of two and we love to yeah. do this and love to do that. And I know even as an employer and we were equal opportunity, I would look at that and go, I've already got five women that have got little kids. Like, and that, you yeah. know, as a business owner, that that's a strain for sick leave and stuff. So you immediately yeah. do have a bias. Yeah. So that's yeah. a really good point, not to add all that. Yeah. And one thing, depending on the, the <laughs> person, sometimes we, like even say, don't even put your address on there because that can be discriminated. Mm. Like if you're going for a job in the in CBD in Brisbane and you're putting your Gold Coast address, you yeah. might be fine to do the commute, but they're all of a sudden going to have that unconscious bias of, oh, travel is going to be, commute is going to be the pain. Yeah. So, then it, it, you know, you can people don't want to put it on there for confidentiality as well. You can put your suburb, but you can just have your mobile and your email address. Yeah, that's that's so that's really that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, Bell said, "What about schooling?" And then Pippa said, "Thoughts on including a link to a website that hosts a portfolio of your client yeah. work." So I guess that would yeah. be relevant if you um, were putting your business. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, So especially like graphic designers, I've even done graphic designer resumes and I've done them plain, believe it or not. I've had to have that clear conversation before we do it. But what we do is that plain resume and then we link to a portfolio for them to show their work. Um, And same with if you've got a website, you know, definitely link to that. But you've got to make sure that that link works and that that's look, you know, that portfolio or that website is looking good. It's the same in having, you know, have your LinkedIn URL so they can just click that um, and go through. So, yeah, absolutely um, include that stuff. Um, so, Belle, on your um, schooling question, it just depends, like 100% include any certificates, qualifications, education. My rule is normally if it's relevant, you'll have that on the first page. If it's not relevant, you'll have it on the last page. But if you're meaning schooling like, that you did your HSC, sorry, I'm from New South Wales, or your, you know, year 12 um, school certificate, like I wouldn't include that if it was, if, so I normally delete that off unless obviously it was just in the last couple of years that you finished school. Um, but if you've gone on to do tertiary education, like a degree or even a certificate cert four or a diploma, that kind of trumps your schooling. So you don't need to include your schooling on there. And then you don't need to give away the date that you finish school and, and everything. So if it's 10 years ago, like I would just delete your schooling off or if your other education trumps your schooling. But obviously for school leavers in the last five years, you're going to have that on there and that's going to be important. So again, it all comes down to relevancy and, you know, those type of answers can't be a cookie-cutter approach. It's got to be an answer for you specifically. I hope that that answer has kind of covered whatever you were specifically asking. Yeah, cool. And I think the other thing I took out of it too was to adapt your job title. Like I think it's a very common thing to just go, I was a ABC and just regurgitate what it was, but it might not necessarily reflect what you're doing for the, you did that applies to the job you're applying for. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you've got to ask yourself what job title best reflects what I was doing. Yes. What the company called it may not, or it may have best reflected that's what they thought you were going to be doing, and then you got in there and ended up doing, you know, you changed the role or it changed, or yeah, 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 yeah for sure. No, that's awesome. But definitely, you know, that's just one way you can tailor your resumes with those job titles, and then there's, you know, obviously other ways as well. 
So right now, I guess the the last question I guess I've got, which would be relevant to some that might watch this back later too, would be um, with the current situation, there's going to be people potentially applying for a job that they think could be temporary um, to get them through. So it would just be about tailoring their resume to reflect what that employer wants. But then they're also, and I, I just know this from even friends that I've spoken to that have been put out of work and they've said, I don't want to go back to my previous employer. I want to use this as an opportunity to get a different job. Um, And, you know, and they're going to use this time that they're not working to learn some new skills and, um, and get, get something different once people start hiring again. So. um, Absolutely. That's something that I'm. Yeah. Oh no, I was just, when you were doing that last bit of the presentation was like, well, you know, your resume can be fluid. It doesn't have to be something yeah. that you set today. You can change it in six months' yeah. time if you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on that, I normally recommend, I recommend this in, in the course, is, you know, have your master copy of your resume and then have a different version for each role you apply for, but then you've always revert back to that master copy. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, a lot of the clients I've been working with, I'm like, you know, in this changing landscape that we're in and in this current climate, you know, what are the opportunities? What are the opportunities for you? Because there's so many opportunities and there's still so many people hiring. Like I get in emails and that has not slowed down on jobs being advertised. Um, clearly they might be different industries. Some industries are clearly not hiring and we know that that's changed. But looking at, you know, what's the opportunity for you and is that, yes, stay home with your family, have some time off, upskill yourself so that you're on that front foot or, you know, do some soul searching and some self-reflection on what you do want to change to and using that like your friends as an opportunity. Well, this isn't what I wanted to be doing. Now the world's been turned upside down. So this is my chance now and ever for me to make this change. Um, So, you know, using this time wisely so to upskill yourself, figure out what that is and then be on the front foot when the world starts to get turned back around. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.